For those of you who have listened to our most recent episode of Aware, we have the wonderful and ever-erect Mike Falicon to discuss his documentary, Telephone Dieting. And when I had him on and we were having a discussion, we realized that we've been talking for about 50 minutes before we actually hit record on the episode. So what I've done is I've taken the majority of that, pretty much done next to no editing on it, other than making sure that the audio is fabulous, and then set it in the rest of this episode. So for those of you that are interested in that sort of thing, here is roughly 45 minutes of us just shooting the shit, basically, before we decided to actually hit record on the last episode. Enjoy! Tonight's story is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Police car! Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Wait a minute, wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. And uh, this is? Lilu Dallas Multipass. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Houston, we have a problem. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Now, where was I? Welcome to episode 122 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul, and today we're going to be talking about Bill and Ted Face the Music, and I have roped in a familiar voice. I'm sure you'll have heard him. You maybe love him. Maybe you hate him. We don't know. But he is the wonderful Honor Knight. How you doing, sir? Um, that's Honor S. Knight Esquire. <laughs> Yes, and Paul Theodore Hawkins. <laughs> and together we are total douchebags. <laughs> hey, hey, don't love me well, into that. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, what, there's nowhere to go but up, sir. But yes, <laughs> grateful to be here. Be back. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, may as well uh, dive sort of straight into the nitty gritty here. Um, so first things first, if you do want to catch a hold of the blokebusters anywhere you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram at blokebusters i'm not brilliant at keeping the instagram up to date but everything else is all right <laughs> you can go to blokebusters.com and check us out there um, pod bros is actually closing at the end of this year but we are still there if you want to check that out as well as some of the other shows that were on the network uh, before the website goes down next year um and yeah, we can find us at all of those lovely little places. You can even email us at theblokes at blokebusters.com if you want to give us a long-form message about how wrong we've been about all of the things we've talked about over the years. Because, uh, you know, I'm sure we've been wrong about something. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, but yes, Bill and Ted Face the Music, the third film in the Bill and Ted trilogy that... I'll be honest, I didn't know we needed um, until recently, and uh, it'll be interesting to talk about this. Um, so, yeah, directed by Dean Parasot, I'm assuming is how you say his name. I did not look that close one up. enough. Close enough. Uh, and for anyone that's like, who? Uh, yes, this would be the guy who actually directed films like Galaxy Quest, uh, which uh, I am a big fan of. He also directed Fun with Dick and Jane, so. Swing and a miss there. Um, <laughs> and he directed Red 2. I've seen Red. I have yet to see Red 2, so I cannot comment on that one. But uh, I do think the person that directed Galaxy Quest, probably a good person to pick for a film such as this. Um, a budget of $25 million, and I'll bet you anything Keanu Reeves was only like 100000 of that. Because, you know, he just doesn't need all the money and he'll happily take a pay cut so other people can get paid. And a box office, because shockingly, this actually is in theatres right now. Uh, it was released on the 28th of August in most places and a worldwide box office of $1,555,678 US dollars. And that is a little low but obviously these are strange time uh yeah it was released in america iceland new zealand and russia so when it's worldwide it's um four corners yeah. i guess <laughs> all four corners have been hit but uh 
But yeah, um, so that's uh, that's that, and it's going to be very, very difficult to get any kind of real numbers on this for a while, I think, because I'm sure most people are going VOD for this one, uh, given the uh, the times we live in. Um, but yeah, so how um, uh, how did you see it? Did you see it through VOD, or did you venture yeah, on out? Yeah, unfortunately, I had to see the VOD, and it cost me $20. For, I had to shit out $20 for this. Like, <laughs> it's just me here. Like, if there's a house full of people, you can justify the $20, because everybody's going to watch it. That's five bucks a pop if you have four people. But then I wasn't. Wa- I wasn't even gonna watch this film, and then I was because it was twenty dollars. I'm like, oh, I want to see it, but and Paul's like, well, we got to talk about it. So, God damn it! So yeah, it's the first time I've actually shit out this much money for any movie, um, and I honestly, it's not worth twenty dollars. We'll talk about. It. I mean, it is, we, there's a lot to say about it, but yeah. but uh, there's other movies I would have rather spent twenty dollars on. Than this. But uh, in this day and age, no, I'm not going back to a fucking movie theater. Are you crazy? Like yeah. I don't even care. I'm not sitting for two hours wearing a mask. I'm not. I'm not getting COVID over this shit. No, I, if I can watch something at home, I'm. Gonna, you know, I'll, honestly, the twenty dollars is worth having me truck out anywhere to my local shitty ass AMC. Uh, theater so yeah in this day and age you know if i never go back to a movie theater again i'm okay like except for art house cinemas at this point like i've made my peace with not going back to see any mainstream movies uh again like i'm good as long as you can put it up on vod and, and within a reasonable amount of time uh i'm happy and anything we need to flush is already out immediately so I mean, <laughs> like first for my my show it's great i don't have to go anywhere uh, but for mainstream media, I don't know. Uh, I guess, I'm assuming, Paul, you've watched it the same way. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, I watched course. it too. You shit out $20 still, but you had more people in your house, so you can get away with that. Uh, I, I mean, I do have more people in the house. However, my wife Nobody has... Nobody wanted to watch <laughs> My wife has not actually seen Bill and Ted 1 and 2. Oh, so. Christ. So we're out 40 bucks between two people. That's... <laughs> oh, my God. So somebody... Well, th- I hope Keanu and Alex Winter appreciate the money we just gave them. Well, yes, and... Um, yeah, I'm. I'm sure my daughter, when she's you know ten years older, will enjoy this film. Oh yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yes, obviously your your kids will be able to watch it at some <laughs> point. Uh, she's a little young right now for it, but uh, so yeah, that's that twenty dollars will come back around. <laughs> uh, See, so yeah, and and I I do think it will be basically impossible to talk about this film without first touching on our experience with Bill and Ted One and Two. So. Um, you can probably guess that I watched it a little later after it was released than uh, than you might have, uh, given that uh, when was yeah that because first? I'm ridiculously old. Yeah, <laughs> I actually saw both of them in the theater. So I saw the one in '89. I did see the sequel in '91. So prior to and I just watched them last week so to refamiliarize. But yes, I did see them when they first came out uh, way back. And for anybody who remembers that, <laughs> All right, so so what was your um, what was your thoughts on the first two? I mean, obviously, back then and now, there, there's going to be some things that really didn't age well um, and, and stuff like that. But in general, what your views on the original Bill and Ted film? The first one still holds up very well. I just watched Shout Factor had put out a release of it a couple of years ago of both the films. So if you guys want them, you can get them on Shout Factor, nice collector's edition. They have them in Steelbooks have at it um first one's utterly charming and it still holds up very well actually that one with a few minor stuff you can't say now which i think is what i would say on my show which i don't think you know uh the general gen pop can't say now so there's a little put a little incorrectness in there not much but generally it's a charming movie it still holds up very well it's just a cute movie it's better than it should be oh yeah um yeah it's yeah, a lot better <laughs> than it should be uh but it's got a really good climax i thought i thought i was i was I was definitely entertained for, for what it was. Uh, the second one, a little less so. The second one has a great performance by William Sadler, um, uh, which I just, it, uh, it's, you know, and he's in this film too, his death, uh, for, for you kids. Um, I prefer his best performance in Die Hard 2 as the villain, which nobody ever gives him credit for. I don't know why, but I thought he was the better villain in the Die Hard series, but we can argue that. <laughs> but he, but the, the problem is the second one gets lost a lot. In, 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 in the plot. Uh, and it gets some weird shit going on with these those stupid aliens. And uh, it kind of meanders until it kind of rolls to the ending. So the second one I was less charmed with. Um, but but Bill Sadler kind of saves it. So And they're still charming. Those two guys are still entertaining. I mean, the funny thing is that they're, they're funnier than they should be. Yeah, and, and it is interesting as well to see. Because Keanu Reeves, even back then, it's like he's clearly smart enough to play dumb. Like that, yeah. Yes, he handles it very well. Yes. Yeah, there's 
there really is a, a fine line when you're playing something who's someone who's supposed to be stupid. Like you need to know how stupid to be. And, and right. Yeah. And well, not like Pauly Shore stupid. Let's, you know, there's that, <laughs> there's different level or, or Brendan Fraser stupid in some of his roles. So you, there's that kind of, that doesn't work. And yeah. here, like I said, I think they both did it very well for, I think they're both intelligent um, actors and, and human beings. Um, playing stupid very well so or just uh, it's just like i don't know it's ignorant i don't know if you even know it's stupid at that point it's just kind of oblivious oh, yeah. uh, to how yeah. the world operates around them i guess yeah and that's the thing it's like they're they're stupid and or naive and they're able to to walk that fine line where it's not like you're not annoyed at them for right. being that the, right that's the problem yeah they could easily become annoying and they don't they never do all three films they actually do not they actually maintain <laughs> a certain level of charm um throughout yeah, yeah, and that, I'll say I think I first saw the Bill and Ted films uh, fairly close to each other, but I I would have been about like fifteen, sixteen the first time I saw them. So uh, yeah, a while after they'd come out, uh, and and yeah, I I just remember really enjoying them, and just just kind of being along for the ride, and that's that was the best way I found to describe them. And especially the second one, uh, I will say the Nostalgia Critic said it best, where it's like, think of any film that you've watched, like, and they've kind of done this whole story, and they could do a sequel, or maybe they won't, and then they say, okay, we've got a sequel coming out, and then the sequel is basically nothing like the first one. Like, there's the, nothing there that's like, oh, this is a definite sequel to that film. And yet, it still works. Like it is, it is it, Bill and Ted, because Bill and Ted are in it, but the plot is completely different. The stuff that happens in it is so off the walls. Well, and yeah, that, and that's, there's some issues with that. It gets a little, <laughs> little, it gets a little backloaded by the end of the movie. But that's a, you're, And you touched on a really good point about that. That's a, it's a completely different, not a completely different film, but it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it has, doesn't do with time travel. They could easily just double down on the time travel stuff and made more of this first film. But they did go in another direction with this one, and I and for better or for worse, I think it works overall. Yeah, I just thought it got it gets a little bogged down there in the middle that second act, but uh, they do they do rally at the end. Um, but really, it's Bill Sadler. Honestly, guy says his portrayal of death that really keeps the whole film afloat. Unfortunately, his character arc ends after they come back to Earth in that second film, so there's nothing left for him to do for the back end of the movie. So he's basically just being funny, like he has nothing to do with the rest of that movie. But every time he's on camera, he's just doing dumb shit where they're shopping at Home Depot or just like there's all this all this stuff they started layering in that he just starts doing, uh, whether it's improv or whether it was part of the script. But, his, you know, there's no reason for him to be there at that point. So I thought that was interesting. They just kept them <laughs> through the end credits. And then, of course, it's a good thing they did because he does factor in uh, with this third film. Um, so it was kind of important to keep him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just really... Interesting as well because obviously at the end of the second one, spoilers for those of you who haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, the point, whole thing spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they realize that even though they're in the Battle of the Band, they're still not good. So they go off into time and come back, and they've been away for I think it was what 16, 18 months, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And they learn how to play, and then they have kids who are little Bill and little Ted, and so now at at no point do they specify that it is two boys called Bill and Ted. However, most people probably assumed based on the name. But it, well, I think at the time it was, but for some reason they decided to gender swap that. But they covered it with one line of dialogue in this movie. Yeah. One line of dialogue covered that up beautifully and switched it from male to female. And I thought that was okay. Because you look, even you saw the kids, they, they're obviously boys in the, in the, when they were shooting. You can tell they're little boys. Uh, I mean, uh, they were actually <laughs> played by girls. What in the movie in that second one? Yeah, they were actually played by Get two girls. Oh man, I gotta stop drinking when I'm watching some <laughs> of this stuff. Okay, well I stand correct. Uh, but that, but they were supposed to be boys, I guess. And then they 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 obviously gender swapped for I don't know whatever reason for the sequel. Um, and then they, but they covered it with one line of dialogue, and I thought that was that was really brilliant. I thought that was really clever because it's actually important for these two girls we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, um, and so obviously leading into this one, it just it really did. I mean, I was going to say it came out of nowhere. Technically, they've been talking about this film for a while. Oh, God, yeah. It's been like, okay, we've got an idea. I think it was 2000, 
2010, around then, it was like, we have the idea for the film. It's, it's kind of laid out, but then it was basically production hell. Um, and, you know, there was always like, okay, we've got a studio. No, we don't. We've got someone in my back. No, we don't. Someone's included in it. Oh, they had to drop out. So it was basically just like, well, it's probably not going to happen. But every time they were ever anywhere talking about any film they were in, it was, by the way, Bill and Ted. <laughs> and so it was really a big surprise when they released that video saying that they were already filming it. So, yeah, that, that was it was something that I did not know that I really wanted until they announced it. And then it was like, okay, that's great. And then obviously COVID hit and it was like, well, shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, how is this still going to work? And I believe they had finished filming well before. So yeah, I think so. I think. and, And luckily all editing is done by the editor at home on their computer anyway. So no delays there i think probably the biggest delay was just trying to figure out how to release it like how they were gonna you know do you they probably tried to wait until um theaters were going to open back up again and then they obviously weren't going to for a while at least not in any capacity like you would want them to right so straight uh straight to theaters and vod for this one <laughs> so so yeah what what were you what were you expecting before you hit play? Uh, I don't know if I had that many. Ex- I mean, I assume it would be along the same lines as the other two. The funny mm-hmm. thing about this is if they had made this in 2010, it wouldn't be the same film. I think the longer they waited, the better the film actually is, is for it. Um, yeah. So I think 25 years is a good time, 30 years, because, you know, these guys are old. <laughs> and it was, it was smart to address the script at that point in time rather than have them try to play younger. Uh, or have yeah. this take place closer to the second one. So I think along that lines, I, I, yeah, I, I, I expected a, a, a Bill and Ted movie, and that's essentially what you get. There, there's there's obviously some variants on it. It's a little richer than maybe the first two, but it's, yeah. a, it's a little, you know, and it's also worse off in some sections. But, but essentially, <laughs> yeah, it's about online with what I was expecting. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I, I went into, I'd seen some of the trailers, obviously, and, and I Which feel terrible. that... The trailers were awful. Yeah, and I say I feel that they did a good enough job at keeping out the the last half of the film. Yeah, from the trailer, which a lot of films have trouble with now. So I was appreciative of that. Right. That that they they really did just focus on a couple of the uh, like a couple of the big things with Bill and Ted, but not really anything with the rest of them. Right. Uh, so yeah, it was it was good to see, especially when. You know when you get the first trailer and it's like, okay, I can kind of see it. They, you know, maybe they gave too much away or something, but I don't know. And then they release a second trailer and it's another two minutes of the film. And it's just like, okay, now you're just giving me enough that I know what's going to happen. Whereas the, I think the second trailer was maybe an additional 20 seconds on top of what we'd already seen. Oh, Jesus. So like, it was it was really not much more. So they, they didn't give anything away. In, in fact... Um, I, I will say right now, I did not know that there was going to be a robot slash android slash oh, cyborg that, slash that, whatever. That fucking guy. I, that was my least favorite part of this thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, same here. He's um, terrible. He's, he's I, not, I yeah. guarantee you there is a scene on the cutting room floor that explains that he actually is the ex-boyfriend of Kristen Shaw. That- <laughs> <laughs> Well, the funny thing about his suit, the guy, uh, there's an actor, I forget the actor's name was playing him, but the, the suit itself was designed by Steve Wang and his team. Steve Wang directed a film that we flushed uh, called Drive, I think it was, uh, way okay. back in the day. Yeah, director Steve Wang. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Uh, so his team d- divided, the, the suit looked great, but boy, that actor in it, uh, it was one of the dumbest characters uh yeah this it started he started out great too i guess we can talk you know in a bit we can talk about it but he started out great but then when it just it's just annoying care it's just not funny is the the whole the whole it's it's a stale joke and uh and he has to hang around for the whole almost the entire back end of the movie um but that's a (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that was my main issue with him i thought he was gonna be a lot cooler than he that he turned out to be yeah and uh and i don't know if that was i mean it was probably intentional that this super sophisticated killing robot was actually just this 
it's really just like oh oh sorry no i didn't yeah, but that's, <laughs> not just, fun. that's not funny anymore like that oh that, 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 I, uh, we've seen that character a million times anthony carrigan played him uh we've seen that character a million times i just didn't think it was oh no yeah i didn't say it was funny i just said i'm sure it'd be fine but it wasn't fun like we get the joke like we we get it and unfortunately they unfortunately they got to deal with them because he's in a good chunk of that once he you know crosses that line you know they have nothing else there's nowhere else to go with the guy so yes they just basically hang around kind of like death did when they came back when he came back when they came back to life in the second movie there was but at least william sadler was funnier than this fucking guy yeah Uh, so i don't understand like where the joke was with that i just you know but it doesn't work no, no. So obviously, we kind of touched on cast a little bit. So, um, but, you know, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter as Ted and Bill, respectively. Um, and Kristen Scholl plays Kelly, who is the daughter of Rufus and the Great Leader. And for anyone that is unaware, Kelly is the name of George Carlin's daughter. Is it so, really? Oh, no, I didn't I know that. Yeah, so, well, that so that's. Nice that, yeah, that, that was... That was a nice tribute to Carlin in the film, too. You do, get, yes. you, do a, you do see him. Yeah, Rufus is there. And a really nice uh, kind of a quick tribute for those who remember. Yeah, uh, it was... Uh, and it, it, interesting as well, because obviously he, you see him using repurposed footage from the first film, and they actually got someone else to do his voice. So yeah, that a really, isn't good, a really good job, too, by the way. Yeah. A pretty good dead-on impersonation of him uh, to cover some dialogue. Uh, very clever. Yeah, re- really well done. I did not know, like, I, I thought they had cut together Carlin's voice from the previous films and outtakes to to get that. But no, yeah, so, someone else doing it. It was really well done. Yeah, very well done. Um, and then Samara Weaving as uh, Theodora, or Thea Preston. And I will say... I really like Samara Weaving just as an actress. I don't, have you seen Ready or Not? I yes, I like her as an actress. I don't think she did as good in this as some other stuff I've seen her in. I think they could have got a better, um, uh, uh, you know, a daughter character for the Alex Winter character. She's right. a good actress, yes. And I saw her in Ready or Not, and she's been a couple other things that I've seen her in. So I do oh, yeah, like good. her. I th- I thought she was a little too a little too smart for some of this stuff. However, the other girl was fucking amazing. She yeah. did a great impersonation of Keanu Reeves. I, I, I will I will pause stunning. you really quick as well because um, uh, uh, their name is uh, Bridget Lundy Payne. That's uh, her name, okay. But they, they identify as non-binary. Who? So Bridget Lundy Payne. They identify uh, as non-binary. In real life? In real life, yep. So we don't know what the fuck she is. Oh, all right, they. Well, whatever, whatever the f- <laughs> all right, they, fine, whatever. Yeah. She is very good and she does a great impersonation of Keanu Reeves and I thought I really liked watching her. Uh, both of them together, I thought, were really refreshing. I thought overall they did a great job in terms of this whole side adventure that they had to do. Yeah. I wish maybe more of the film was about them at this point. I thought I thought maybe they could have done a whole movie just with them. Yeah. And that, just have the Bill and, you know, actually Keanu and, 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 and you know, as a cameo. So it's kind of weird. I hate to say that. I know it's sacrilege, right? We have to have these. <laughs> you know, but these two actors kind of evolved past that shit. But these two are really fresh. And I thought they were really sharp on, on a lot of this it, material. Yeah, and I, and I feel like it was... It was really interesting as well to have it because you didn't you didn't really have it with Bill and Ted in the original film, but it's very clear that they are incredibly knowledgeable about some things, <laughs> including one of them is actually somewhat knowledgeable about physics. Nowhere near as knowledgeable as uh, as that that one artist whose name of Kid Cully, I think. Is that. Oh, that, yeah, I guess he was just thrown in. Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, I, I, they were, they're the smarter versions of Bill and Ted, slightly <laughs> smarter versions anyway. Uh, yeah. And that, like I said, I liked, uh, they're really fun. Their whole side adventure is really, uh, I thought was great. Um, yeah. like uh, Samara, I just, I just, they could have got a kind of a dumber actress for that role. I think Samara's a little, maybe a little too sharp for that material. Um, <laughs> and after seeing her in Ready or Not, a couple of these other films, I'm like, ah, oh, we got, we kind of got, but that other chick or him or whatever the fuck that guy is. Uh, yeah, he was dead on for, uh, for, um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, really well done. And uh, and one of the things that I, I found really fun as well is obviously a through line of the film is that Bill and Ted think of themselves as Bill and Ted. So <laughs> well, the, the, that's the, they're, they've been attached to the hip for thirty years. I thought that was a clever premise. Yeah. There, there is no separation with these two guys at this point. The, um, their and, houses are next door. You know, they're. they're 
<laughs> that was a whole thing of, in of itself, and I thought that was really fun. I wish the, the, the first half of the movie is way more interesting than the than probably yeah. the last two thirds of it. But well, and, and and there is one one point, uh, you know, as, as the trailer said, you know, they go to hell at one point, and they see uh, they see their kids down there, and and the kids respond to seeing them as dads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's all—it's a complete foursome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really clever. They kept that that motif throughout. Yeah, and and I I genuinely was surprised that they also kept uh, their wives in it as much as they did. Like it—it it really did feel like right at the beginning that it was going to be they're in it at the beginning. They go on the adventure, and the wives are left behind. But they did keep coming back in. You just got like little bits here and there, and you could tell that there was a second thing that they were doing, and you'd kind of see them. And I, I thought they did an okay point of being like, "Oh, okay, I, I can see them in the background having their own adventure." And I feel like maybe when the DVD or the Blu-ray comes out, you might they might have a special feature or an extra thing where you actually get to see their side. Because well, I feel like that's something they would film. A couple things I'll say about that. Uh, number one, the um, the this is the third set of of princesses we've gotten. Yes. They're, they're, the first movie had one set. The second movie didn't even hire the first two back, and this one didn't hire any of them back. So these are completely <laughs> different actors. Uh, the funny thing was you mentioned the separate adventure, Paul. When they when the old versions of them showed up, and you only see them from a distance, wouldn't that have been great if that was the Abfab team? Wouldn't that be great <laughs> if that was because Sa- that's what it looked like. I'm like, if they got Saunders and and the, and the other chick to do that as the old versions of them, that would have been fucking amazing. I don't know why they didn't make that happen. I would have died. Like, literally, I would have died at that. And in the distance, it kind of looks like them. So I was waiting to see if that was going to be the cameo uh, because that, that's that's the one way they could have went with that. But, um, yeah. but that thing is never – you never know what, what they did or where they were – what their adventure was. But you're right. As a, as a maybe a Blu-ray extra, that might be funny to have a short film with uh, just so we know what happened, like the bridge the gap. Yeah, and it really does feel like something that they would film. And obviously, if they'd have shoved it in this film, it would have just been too much. Yeah, it's already yeah, yeah. So it was already too much. It, it, yeah, the film's a little overloaded uh, with a lot of busyness. But uh, well, they could have got rid of the robot guy and had more of the chicks, right? <laughs> Fuck the robot guy. Uh, yeah, and I I did I did think like when you first saw the robot, and it did seem like they were going to go okay, like. Are they going to be kind of making fun of Terminator here? Are they, like, what are they doing with this? That could have been funny. And then, and then when you find out that it is this robot that has been sent to kill them, but it's, I guess it's a robot with... Guilt? Um, I don't know. Yeah, like, it, it's... It, I don't know how familiar you are with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Marvin, the paranoid android, oh, in that yeah. he's been given a personality by the serious cybernetic corporation of just being just a paranoid, depressed robot. Yeah, and all of their robots have these personalities, and this guy just got like. I guess nervous. that's where it was lifted. Yeah, it was, I guess I, I'm guessing that's where it was lifted. But, but these guys are not Douglas Adams, and they probably should have just steered away from, or just yeah. do a straight villain. I understand why you couldn't have a straight evil robot and just carry that through line, but. I didn't, uh, yeah, his character is just terrible after a certain point. Hey, well, he's never really great. I mean, the suit looks good. I mean, I thought, I got, I got excited. Okay, this is, this is going to add some energy. And then it just goes right out the window after, uh, at one point. Yeah, and, uh, like, yeah, the actual mechanics that you see of creating, like, the time travel suit Yeah, that was thing, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was, was all great. I had no problem with any of that, but... <laughs> And 20 started being a puss, and I'm like, oh, Christ, now we got to stick with this guy for the rest of the movie. Oh. Yeah, it's it, interesting to see. Now, uh, I, I do want to ask, um, we've obviously kind of been jumping around here, What, which version of Bill and Ted is your favorite of the old Bill and Ted's? What do you mean? Because right, obviously we've got you know, our Bill and Ted that start out the film, but then they keep going oh, within the into movie, the future. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's a tough one to call. I mean, well, they're all no, but the, obviously the old guys, probably the oldest version of them, I think, was probably the most interesting. Uh, <laughs> the ones on their deathbed, I, you know, everything was cartoonish after that. I mean, the the, the jail guys were kind of funny, but every, that was a b- very brief scene. And then the first ones were kind of funny because they they kind of fight with themselves. I, there's one line where where one of them says, "You got to stop fighting with yourself, Ted." Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting because we all do that. So I thought that was there was some clever dialogue in that, just like it was in the first movie. 
you know, where they had to tell themselves where to plant the key and stuff like that. There's so there was clever like, you know, time travel play on that. Um, but I had to go with the old guys. I thought it was interesting seeing them at the end of their. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed the old version of them and and of course the makeup like, was very good too and oh yeah yeah, re- yeah really well very done. good and and you also have the thing of okay like which version of these are we seeing like are, are these the old old bill and ted version of the one we've seen them visiting or is this the like the bill and ted that we know because it, it really is it must be they're traveling through parallel versions of themselves yeah start getting into that too yeah um, right Right. So like so yeah, I, I feel that the old Bill and Ted that they go and visit are actually them, as opposed to the what will happen if they don't write the music Bill and Ted, um, and I I think my favorite ones were the ones where they were in Bill uh, Dave Girl's house. Oh, oh, that's right. They did yeah the douchebag version. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, immediately I forgot. I just watched the movie. Uh, Dave Grohl had a nice cameo. I was like, showed up for what? What are you doing at my house? Uh, then it all made sense, right? Uh, so kudos to Dave Grohl for being a good sport. Uh, yeah, those versions were great with the fake uh, British accents. Um, <laughs> it was just nice that they that that Reeves and um, Winter got to explore the space with these characters once again. They're both, I should say, a hundred percent in the role. They nobody. Yes. Yeah, and and easily Keanu Reeves could have been a dick and demanded more scenes. Or more screen time, you know, because he is the bigger star, obviously. But they're both even. Everybody's, they're all 50-50 across the board. And they're both, a, everybody, they're both at 100% in anything they, they did in the movie. Anything. Uh, so I really appreciate that after coming back to these roles after, what, th- almost 30 years. Yeah. Uh, with the same enthusiasm and energy that they had when they did the first movie. So that's rare. Because uh, they could have just slept, walked through it and cashed the paycheck. Oh, absolutely. Now, but we've I... seen enough movies where they've done that. So it's nice to see <laughs> these guys... You know, uh, it just have it looked like they really were having a good time making it. Yeah, and um, I will say, based on absolutely everything I've ever seen about Keanu Reeves, I, c- I would never expect him to, yeah, to be that asshole. That, no, <laughs> no, he's that. really, yeah, he's really a stand-up guy, and it's good. It's nice to see that re- proven over and over again, uh, especially <laughs> here. Like I said, they, yeah, they're both equal, and Alex Winter is actually very good in this. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's underrated as an actor, so it was nice to see him. He, he, they both inhabit the roles very well. I mean, they basically are these characters in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I, w- I was surprised at the number of people they actually got to come back. Like, they actually got Hal Landon Jr. to come back as Ted's father. Well, that was my favorite person coming back, because that poor fucking guy... I, first of all, I didn't know the guy was even alive. And the <laughs> fact they had to get this long-suffering dad to come back for one more movie... Uh, he was great, so that was a nice touch. Uh, that was the main one that came back, right? That was, and I guess the woman came back, right? The the wife, the ex wife, yeah, the wife Missy. married. Yeah, that, she married. Like that was a funny joke. If you, but you're only going to get that if you watch the first two movies, because that you really have to know the first two movies to understand that joke. Uh, and then it's yeah. a great joke. It's a great joke. So that yeah. was really. Like I said the first act of the film was really where most of the writing and energy went. Yeah, I mean they. They did set it up with their entire speech at the wedding. Just yeah, like, but it's a creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a brilliant. But if you see the movies, it really adds to it because it's kind of disgusting across the board. Like it doesn't make any. She oh, married absolutely. everybody in that family. It was kind of brilliant uh, how they how they did that. But yeah, and and they even had uh, the headlines at the during the credits at the second one where she ends up marrying the villain at the second one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she so, yeah. got around. She was funny, so that was nice to have her back. Yeah, there was definitely some nice additions. Yeah, and and uh, I I tried looking into uh, some of the other people that were in it. Um, and Holland Taylor as the great leader, I thought was just a just a nice, like you know, established person to play this role. And she was probably the straightest person in the entire film, I think. Yeah, she came in and did. Yeah, she's always good. She's always solid. So that was a good choice, I thought, for her to come in. Yeah, and uh, and I, I'll admit I uh, I didn't recognize the the therapist, but I thought she did a really good job she's too. A, yeah, <laughs> she's a comedian too, and I forget her name, but yeah, she did a good job too. Uh, yeah. Jillian Bell. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was interesting just to um, to watch this because it again, I think they did a really good job of they got back obviously as many people as as they could. Um, they I believe didn't they get back. Um, uh, Bill's dad as well was wasn't Did he they? in this? I I, I thought so. Him. Maybe I'm 
I thought like you saw him just at in the background at the wedding or something. But oh, uh, maybe he was there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. So it, it was interesting with that, and then the famous people that the daughters went and and found. I I thought it was a really interesting mix that they went with. Like, well, and, it was yeah. That was yeah. the case of the script running out, Paul. The first yeah. two were great, and I love the character interaction between the first two. We will, I'm not going to spoil it. Like, you might want, we'll save the spoilers on this one. You guys can see who they made. But after that, it, they went with a real obvious choice, and then two fucked up choices that I never even heard of. So I don't know if they, they, all those characters really gelled the way they all gelled in the first Bill and Ted. I thought it was a better mix of historical figures in the first movie. But they started yes. out great in this one, and I just wish they had just kept going down that same road. Because when it did the first one... I had chills. The first one was fucking amazing. And then the second one was a really good mix for the first one. And then after that, we went with the obvious choice. And then we went with two fucked up things I've never even heard of. But, you know, then again, I'm not a cultured idiot. I'm just yeah, that... your garden variety idiot who flushes movies. So but I don't know if you agree with that. I just thought that the, the, the historical mix in the first movie was better than this one. But I... they were on the right track. And I like I did like the side story for that. Yeah, and, and and I will say it, it is interesting, like thinking on it, because obviously they they keep going further back with every single jump. Yeah, and that, um, but that becomes a problem because then we were less familiar with the further back you go. Yeah, very much. So. Uh, I, I think, yeah, yeah, I the didn't. Last two. Yeah, I say obviously, and again, without going too far into it, the very last one, no one. No, did, no did one's going to know that. That um, was a dumb choice. They could, they could have. Yeah, they could've, I would have kept it within the sixties and seventies. Like I would have even the eighties. I there, there. I just would have kept it in a really tight, tight loop there, and uh, of core musicians. I, the way they were going, I thought it was going to be an awesome climax in terms of just who they got, and they they just they, they did the first two, and then I'm like, ah, oh, we got to go back to this. So <laughs> it just became it just became a lot less interesting. Uh, uh, but the, but like I said, the girls were great, and you know, have their interactions to them, especially the first two. I am interested to hear then, because you obviously talked him up for the the second film but we haven't really talked about him in this one what is your stance on death in this film oh he was great i thought it was a great cameo that was it was just as funny it was nice <laughs> to see bill Sadler come back and he's 100 percent too yes um he has very little to do let's it's, it's a glorified cameo because once they get back to he's done his character's pretty much done but it was it was nice to if you if you like the second movie a lot then you'll like his uh character if you've never seen the second movie you're not going to understand uh, and you really should go back and watch it because, you know, uh, but I like the tetherball thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just like they kept playing with the same, the same, the same uh, toys. And uh, yeah, he's a hundred percent. Like, God, I, yeah, I saw him at a convention years ago. And he's just, he's a wonderful guy. And uh, he was a hundred percent in this. You can tell he's a hundred percent. It was just a, it's a great role and it was fun to see him do it. Yeah. And, it, and of course it's interesting. His accent in it is kind of uh, you know, a nod to, Death in Seven Samurai. Well, <laughs> no, it was uh, Ingram Bergman's, right? It was uh, it was the one where he's playing chess, right? It was Ingram Bergman film. That's where the character came from. That's what he was making so, fun of. Sorry, Seven Seal, yeah. I, Seven I Seal, always that's do right. That. Not Seven, no, Seven Samurai is a completely different movie, yeah. sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seven, Seven Samurai, he's just in the background in one of the scenes. You don't really... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Seven, <laughs> Seven Seal, he's actually, yeah. No, it's, yeah. Seven, it's Bergman's uh, Seven Seal. That's what he was doing from the get-go. And yeah. it was a great riff in the in the second. That's like I said, it's the highlight of the second movie. We were you know playing Twister and Battleship. I mean, that's just fucking brilliant. You just don't. This is great writing and very clever stuff. And he's a hundred percent. So to see him here come back and just do the hopscotch thing, it just just so we get a riff back to that second movie. I thought was utterly charming. He's yeah. a great actor. He's just a really good actor. Yeah, and um, I I I did really enjoy the fact that the reason they're not together again is actually just a. a creative differences type thing. Well, that's what, yeah, but that directly links to the end of the second movie because you saw he was showboating in that. Yeah. And so that was, obviously that was the next step. He became a monster of his own success. So I thought that, was, yeah, it was a great payoff uh, to have that. Uh, and you see all the shit in his office. I thought it was kind of funny he had an office that overlooked hell. Yeah. I thought that was kind of clever. Like, there were some clever, like, creative touches that they did. I thought that was neat. As I, especially since he's been demoted. Yeah, he got demoted, so he had this shitty office that overlooked the uh, the Hades, which I thought was really clever. So yeah, it was yeah, it was really nice to have him back. Unfortunately, I get, it's a glorified game. Once they get back up to Earth, this, the, that's the end of the movie essentially. I mean, they come down to this uh, really convoluted long climax. Yeah, I I was gonna say that as, 
as much as I enjoyed watching everything, as much as I enjoyed being back with these characters and all of that, like the ending did feel like, oh, we're here. Yeah, that was, <laughs> and then it ends. Like, yeah. they didn't do a final scene, and I thought that was weird, where they said, you know, I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire. Like, there should have been one more. It just seems all rushed, and then it just cuts the, and that's it. And then there's like, well, we get, there's some end credit stuff here, but nothing, but the film just abruptly ends. Yeah. And, and I thought there should have been a little bit more, I think, for a final scene, but it's, considering this is probably the last time you're going to see this. Like, I don't think there's going to be another Bill and Ted. I honestly do not. No. I think this is it. So I think they could have went off with a better send-off, I think, for these characters and the situation, but I don't know. Yeah, I I kind of anticipated that the like the, the end would be Bill and Ted watching their daughters going off on their own adventure. Like, oh, that would have been nice. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that it would have been like they're going on their, like, gap year through history type thing, but, uh, yeah, I... I, I can understand that maybe they didn't want to do it because then it would be like, oh, you're just setting it up for a sequel. You know, like, yeah, but why not? We can, I can, look, we like these girls. A, yeah. a girl and a guy, whatever the fuck that other one is. But we, we like these two characters, so we'd like to see. I can easily watch another movie or even a show with those two. I thought they had really good chemistry. And I oh, thought yeah. they did a great impersonation of the other two, and they, they did to channel Bill and Ted. So why not? I think they're going kind to of a whole history. Yeah, you could have easily done another you know Netflix film. With them, the very least. So it's a shame. Right. Maybe we will. Like I, if, I don't. But honestly, the way the box office is going, I don't really see this being a warranting yet another sequel. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, don't don't hold your <laughs> don't hold your breath, folks. But it would have been nice. It would have because I thought those two had a lot of really good chemistry. It would have been nice to see them again. Yeah, and I, and I feel like, like obviously the box office at the very least for the next year is just. That's oh, not going to be any yeah. any measure yeah. of how these. You got to pick go. and choose. Yeah, yeah. We're in, we're in yeah. a bad state, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it and it definitely will be interesting because I think well, it, Trolls Two. Um, talking on this, Trolls Two made more than Trolls did in the cinema, <laughs> within like three weeks of being released on VOD. Jesus, like it it just blew it out of the water, and I and I think that like that's probably going to be something. You know, I will be sad if, you know, most cinemas end up either closing or, like, you know, by the end of all of this. Because, um, you know, I do enjoy going to cinema and seeing it on a screen that is way bigger than I could ever afford. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think that this is maybe a hybrid type thing or, like, maybe even, like, drive through are going to have a huge comeback, which would be nice. I've never been to one. They are um, nice. They are nice. Yeah, and that may be too. Yeah, it's hard to gauge the landscape uh it's a slow roll right now into fall but we've you know there's so many other factors with the covid and we don't know where the hell we're gonna land by the end of election so this is all gonna go to hell real quick uh we don't know what 2021's gonna look like maybe 2022 is where everything gets back on track so you're gonna we're gonna have to eat shit for another year and a half and that includes going to you know includes movie theaters just not doing well but if they do the day and date you know if they have it available on vod for the people who watch at home and they have it in the theaters for the people that have to go to a theater with a the mask on. Um, you know, I think that we might squeak through. I don't know. But but yeah. uh, but the box office is going to suffer. You're right. Films that could have done better are just not going to do as well. And films that are were total shit may do better because of this. So, you, yeah. you know, it's a hard... Like, I don't understand why you would release Bill and Ted on video VOD and theater, which makes sense. But the new mutants, they're going to force you to go get COVID to see. And that should have just went to VOD. Because it's yeah. a piece of shit film that didn't need to be released in a theater. So I'm calling that now. It's crap. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously everybody hated it. So why why you even waste the money to put it in a theater when you can just pop it on VOD for four ninety nine? You know, for anybody who wants to rent it. They're consi- what is the worst X Men film ever? I-, I don't know if you should show it in a theater. <laughs> I-, I think you should have just dumped it on Netflix or Hulu and been done with it. But, but you know, so there's some really interesting choices they're making. And what's going to happen with Tenant? We don't know. That's getting fairly good box office, but it's going to it's going to break even, you know. And what? And Wonder Woman's probably going to get moved, you know. And then there's a Bond film if anybody fucking cares. So it's, <laughs> yeah, this whole end of the year is shot to hell. So yeah, it's a shame films like this might get lost in a shuffle. Like Bill and Ted probably will. We're just going to slip under the radar. Yeah, I mean, I and it's one of the things. Like I would never sit here and say that Bill and Ted face the music 
should be up for an Oscar. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe sound design or oh, yeah, uh, or that. But uh, that, yeah, I I don't I don't believe that it is a marvelous piece of cinema. However, I will definitely say that it is something that we kind of need right now. You know, it's it's a pretty, pretty much a very good hit of nostalgia. Yeah. It's it's not. It is not destroying um, you know, the characters that we used to know by having them doing something that doesn't feel right. right. They, they've definitely done that well. Uh, everyone involved is clearly having fun. <laughs> it's just, and and that was, as you said before, that is what it felt like with the first two films. Like everyone involved is yeah. obviously very in it, very much having fun and in this film they're very excited to be back and very much having fun again so it's it's a charming movie it really is and if you're a fan of Bill and Ted then yeah it's going to fit right in with you and you're going to like all three of them so yeah there's a reason for it to exist and I appreciate all the time and effort and that went into it because like I said I wasn't expecting to ever see it so it's nice that they finally did it and then kicked it out before everybody got way too fucking old started dying off so yeah I mean it's, it's, it's yeah if you like the first two then this is right in line with that um I don't know where it sits with the first two films, uh, because like I said, there's some really good stuff in this one, and there's some not goes. But I, all three of them, I guess, I have that. So maybe it's just they're all about equal. I guess. Yeah, I'd say that um, this one to me feels about on par with the second one, um, okay. but obviously the first one is up there. Like that's that's the, that's the one you got to see. Yeah, if you yeah. have to watch one, well, you should go in order anyway. But uh, yeah, <laughs> go back and watch a fresh-faced Keanu Reeves pre yeah. John Wick. <laughs> And it's also nice to see Keanu Reeves not killing anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we watched three films where he just obliterates hundreds of people. So it's nice to give him a fucking break and have him do something else for Christ's sakes. Yeah, and it, you know, the one thing that really shocked me watching this film is they actually made Ted sort of, he's not, you know, vastly overweight or anything, but it's clear he's like, yeah, you know, he's heavier than he was and all of that. But if you ever actually see Keanu Reeves now, he still pretty much looked like John Wick. So it's like, what kind of slight fat suit did they have on him for this? Oh, they film? did for did that one see? scene. They put him in that fat suit. Yeah, you can tell. Uh, what, yeah, what? he had that gut. That was that was really funny. Actually, I like the fat suit. <laughs> then they had, you know fat. Then they had uh, muscle suits later. But that fat suit that the first that, <laughs> in that uh, British scene where he's like Dave Grohl's house it was fucking brilliant. It was really. Because he's in really good shape. He's in really good shape. Well, yeah. And he yeah. has to be, because he's got to do John Wick 4, I think, is about to start filming, so. Yeah, and well, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, he, he is in fantastic shape, so obviously he's in a fat suit as older, older <laughs> Bill and Ted. Right. Uh, but even even just as Ted in the film, he still looks a bit heavier than he actually is. So it's like, it's very odd. Uh, when I was watching it, I was like, Wow, did he put on weight for this role? Like, I, I don't see that as something that he would generally do, but he, he definitely looked heavier than John Wick. So it was, oh, it yeah. was interesting. Yeah, well, there, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he I just was so, uh, it's hard to see him without a beard. That was my biggest, uh, I mean, <laughs> obviously he couldn't have it for this, but it's, it's, it's pretty jarring because he looks really good with the beard and the hair. So that's more him, I think, now. So yeah. it was interesting to see him to have to shave that off, and and he committed to it. So good for him. He could have just done it with the beard, dude. Like that was uh, that, that's the that's the key to his, how nice a guy he is. That you know he had a, he shaved off his beard to do it. Unlike this the dickhead from Justice League. Well, he was under who they wouldn't let him shave his fucking mustache, Henry <laughs> Cable, uh, for that nonsense. So at least yeah, he de John Wicked. Uh, to do Bill and Ted again, yeah. so that was good. I mean, I, I was I was kind of expecting because obviously we see in the trailer we see him clean shaven and all of that, but I was kind of expecting him to have like the Fu Manchu like length goatee because he has that at the end of the second one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, they got uh, rid of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was kind of expecting him to have just like a scraggly Fu Manchu beard oh, yeah. and for away with that, yeah. and for like an opening scene to be uh you know his wife telling him to shave it. <laughs> off oh, or that's something. funny. Oh yeah, yeah, you could have done that. Right. That would have been clever too. You're right, you're right, right. Yeah. But, but again, they didn't explore that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could um yeah, cuz it would have been, you know, her telling him to shave it off and then him going to Bill and saying, like, you know, she's a that, and Bill going, yeah, you kind of need to say, and then him doing it, and then, obviously, that would have been more of the 
Yeah. We're Bill and Ted and we love you too. <laughs> think so. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I, yeah. And, and I will say that again, you know, we've said the film does just kind of end. It is a little lackluster, especially given what the ending is. Like it's, yeah, it, that, well, it's, it's it was odd. also messy. It's a, it's a real messy ending. There's a, there's yeah. a lot of staging and moving around. I think a lot of that could have been cleaned up a little bit. Uh, and then it gets really rushed. The ending is really rushed. And then there's no send-off, right? except for the end credits. I don't know if you watched it at the very end. I did. Okay, yeah, there's the, but, the, but you shouldn't have to wait till the, and even that's not really a send-off. It's just kind of a funny scene, but uh, we won't spoil it. But there is, there's after the end credits, there's one last scene, which is kind of clever. I just wish there was a better send-off for the characters. Like I said, the film really just ends. Also, I'm going to set up the soundtrack's not that great, by the way. Uh, and the first two movies had a really good soundtrack. Yeah. At least the first film had a really good soundtrack. This uh, this is just a mix of not really a lot of great stuff. And and also a lot of the music wasn't featured during the movie, which I thought was interesting. It was, there was some crammed in at the credits where everybody's dancing around like idiots, including Weird Al. I don't know if you yeah. saw Weird Al Yankovic in one shot. I thought that was bizarre. But. Yeah, it was very, very <laughs> odd. Like just some of the... The rock and rollers. I just thought there would be more great now rock and roll, like from Airborne. There's like a ton of like... Modern music they could have they could have crammed the soundtrack with and I'm you know the first two movies had a lot of soundtrack and this one did not uh, in terms of like hits you know songs rock and roll songs not right not orchestra yeah and and I don't know if because um, this film definitely felt because you know we know Bill and Ted they're very they were very rock and roll very into yeah the metal and thing. stuff like that, that. Was, yeah None whereas whereas this film it was clear that the music was based more on the daughters and the fact that the daughters really enjoyed all kinds of music and all of that. So maybe they were trying I guess what they were doing, it doesn't always gel, I think. Well, that's then you got a split movie there. Like, like what's your focus? Is it on Bill and Ted and the old school or is it on these new girls? And they try to, I guess they try to do both. And, uh, yeah, I can see that. But I just wish it was a more cohesive soundtrack uh, than it was. So that was kind of a shame. Yeah, it would have been would be interesting to see what went into that you know like what uh, was it that they couldn't get some people or was it that um they were trying something new like i would be interested to to yeah, hear dave that. grohl doesn't even have a, have a song dave grohl was a cameo you think they would have let you they would have got to use one of his tunes you know but no dave grohl doesn't even he's the closest thing to rock and roll in the movie honestly and then uh yeah yeah, in terms of actual real, mus- you know, musicians, in terms of like character, like actual people, um, and that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> and there's, but there's no song by Dave Grohl. Uh, so yeah, I think there's a lost opportunity there. I think that they could have crammed it up a little bit with some really yeah. good tunes. I think that would help, and a good mix, like you're saying, the new and the old. But they didn't even do that. It's mostly orchestral, and yeah. all the stuff they've cracked on the end credits. And I forget who does. There's a, like three or four songs that are new, I guess. Um, over the while everybody's dancing like an idiot. I'm not sure. I don't really get that credit ending. But again, but I just wish they had just done a better send off for the characters. Um, yeah, yeah, it would have been um, would have been interesting to to see them like actually trying to set it up in a way where they're like, you know, we can move forward with this. But um, I I do I do feel that this is a good place that if we never saw Bill and Ted again, we're okay. I'd be okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, the last scene in the movie could have been a setup for another sequel with the two girls. Like, why don't you have the two girls and then the time thing comes down and then something happens and then you end there? Yeah. Like, I think there's, you could have pushed forward with the girls. I think that may be the, may be the way to go. Um, but like I said, if we never see any more Bill and Ted, I think we're not, no, nobody's losing sleep. Um, <laughs> it was nice for them to come back. We like the nostalgia, but, you know, maybe you don't want to overstay your welcome. Because, you know, it's not Doctor Who. Let's, let's be, you know, it's, yeah. you can't no. really stretch it out that, yeah. And they try to do a TV series and it failed horribly. So this is, you know, yeah. I don't expect them to, you know, continue on. Yeah, I will say I, I was, I was sad that they didn't continue with the cartoon. I, I can understand why they didn't, but I did. Yeah, enjoy there was a whole thing it. about that. Yeah, there was a cartoon about that, which had the original actors and then had a switch to other actors. The great history about that. Uh, but yeah, the cartoon <laughs> didn't make it, uh, as well as the live show. Yeah, I, I will say I am. Um, I remember exactly one scene from the cartoon. <laughs> I remember really enjoying it when I was watching it, but there is one scene that has always just stuck with me, and I have no idea why, but it is the, an episode where they're trying to find Mark Twain. And, of course, they go and visit Mark Twain, but Mark Twain isn't 
Mark Twain's actual name. It was his pen name. So they keep <laughs> they keep going to talk to the guy who is Mark Twain, but that's not his name. So they don't think they found him. And he keeps just singing Mark Twain yeah. in a weird voice. And so like, I just remember that joke being a through line <laughs> of that episode. And I remember finding it funny every time. So right. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand why they wouldn't want to move forward. However, if they do reboot the uh, the thing, I would love for them to get uh, the guy that did George Carlin's voice in this film to to come back. Cause I, I think they could probably get away with that. Maybe it's him as a narrator or something. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, he was a great guy. Yeah, whoever did that voice did a really marvelous job. Uh, emulating <laughs> Mr. Carlin, so it was nice. It was a great tribute. It was nice to see him, him represented. So yeah, and and that's the thing. Like we kind of mentioned it, but I I think this film, this film is kind of an example of how to do it right because everyone involved clearly loved the originals and wanted to preserve that, but and yes. they were able to build on it in just the right way. So yeah, if you enjoyed the original two, Bill and Ted, you will probably yeah. quite enjoy this film, yeah, even. Even if the ending is a bit rushed, like it's still it's still enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, the screenwriters did a good job. Obviously, they did all three films. Um, and but this, keep in mind that the guy who directed this did do the Galaxy Quest. This is not Galaxy Quest. That, no, that and that's the much better. You know, of his repertoire, <laughs> that's probably his best film. So these are don't don't expect Galaxy Quest because it's, it's it's not that it's not even that kind of feeling. It's, uh, no. it, it is warm hearted <laughs> and it's got a good message, I think. But it's, it's definitely not Galaxy Quest. So. No, yeah, and. It, like yeah, there are like knowing it now and thinking back, there are bits in it that kind of feel like oh okay, like it does have that look, that sheen to yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. There's a little bit. There's a little bit there, but it's not. Yeah, not on the same level um, at yeah. all. But uh, yeah, yeah. There's some. But <laughs> but if you like, yeah, so if you like the first two, you're definitely you'll probably be on board for this one. Yeah, absolutely. I I I hardly recommend people uh, do watch it. Like I would say. Um, you know, if you're not a diehard fan, you're not someone that probably already paid the money to watch it because you really enjoyed it, or you just want to support the actors and the people at this point in time. Um, like I'm sure if you give it a month or so, there'll probably be cheaper rentals or something. Oh like yeah, don't that, no so. no wait a couple yeah wait till it comes down to six bucks if you have to rent it. <laughs> you don't don't unless you you have a whole family of diehard Bill and Ted fans don't don't shit out twenty bucks. Uh, I don't think it's definitely not worth it. Uh, it's, it's terrible to say. Yeah, six bucks is fine or free uh, or three bucks or whatever. It'll show up on Amazon Prime. It, they will reduce the price in a month or so or two months or so. The price does come down. That's how I watched The Hunt, I think, that way. I waited, just waited until it got down to three bucks. All right. And, uh, then, yeah. <laughs> and I wish I had done that. But uh, now Paul needed to talk about it. So 20 bucks hey, the well, hole in this fucker. I felt it was worth discussing. <laughs> 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 yes, it is. Like I said, like if you're Bill and Ted fans, then yeah, if you really want to shit twenty bucks, go for it. But uh, otherwise, just 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 pop the brakes, watch the first two again. You know, get, that's what I did. Get yourself refamiliarized, and then it'll get knocked down to six bucks. So don't don't uh, don't worry. Don't pay that. Don't pay thirty dollars for Mulan, which is out now, because in December <laughs> that'll be free on Disney Plus. So don't don't be an idiot. Your kids can wait for Mulan. It's not that great. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like yeah. I say, just pump the brakes in some of these movies, guys. You don't have to shit out twenty dollars every night. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're, you know, in the business of doing a podcast talking about newly released movies, in which case, you well, know. that yes, that case, unfortunately, <laughs> you're screwed. But uh, yes, for the for the, the normal people, yes, you can you can wait. So. <laughs> I um, yeah, I I don't think I have too much more that I would say about this. Uh, so uh, unless you have. Something waiting in the wings. Nope, <laughs> we got it covered, man. We went through in and out the other side of it. Right. So um, why don't you tell people where they can find you at this point in time? Signalsoffury.com, uh, at signals underscore of fury of uh, 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 Twitter. You'll find it on Twitter. But no, <laughs> signalsoffury.com, that's our home base on the internet, our home restroom on the net. All our episodes are there. You can check them out. Uh, they're still viable. Of course, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, we are everywhere you listen to podcasts. You can check us out. Soiled Restroom Cinema is the name. If you're looking for us on the podcast, signalsoffury.com is the website. All right. And as I said at the beginning, just search Blockbusters. And after you've unclicked, like, did you mean Blockbusters? No, I meant Blockbusters. Once you've done that, you can find us. <laughs> 
uh, yes, uh, do do reach out if you have anything that you wanted to say about our discussions or anything that you want us to to look at in the future. Definitely willing to take any and all suggestions. Whether or not I'll uh, end up watching them is another story. Because uh, yeah, I've had some people ask for some <laughs> a couple of musicals before. It's like mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, definitely willing to take any suggestions or even just have a conversation on Twitter or Facebook or anything. I, I do enjoy hearing from everyone. So uh, hopefully you guys are all keeping well at uh, this point in time. So make make sure you stay as safe as you possibly can and uh, wait out for some more stuff coming out. I've got some interesting ideas I think you'll, uh, you'll enjoy. So uh, with all of that... Being said, I've been Paul. I've been Honor. And I'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hang on a minute, lads. I've got a great idea. Uh. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.